0: egg sausage podcast hello everyone and welcome to episode 47 of the egg sausage podcast my name is Gigi Navyard the lovely lady over there is the dapper dame and tonight we're chatting uh not only about cars specifically but just driving in general um I know that we've talked about my project car in the past I we're not gonna it's not gonna be an episode of me just blabbing about my project car I promise you guys (laughs) Um, so with that being said, um, I wanted to talk about something that I really have not really admitted to anyone ever, um, but we'll get to that in a second, but I wanted to ask you how many times did you fail? Not only your written, but your practical driving test when you got yours.
1: Ooh, so I am not in this category of people. Oh, I took my test when I was 18, and I basically like went to like Secretary of State, took my written test, passed, took that piece of paper straight to a driving test school, took my road test, got my
0: license. Good for you, good for you. So yeah, I (laughs) I did pass my actual driving test, the practical test, um, but I, however, failed my written test and i guess i was fifth i must have been 15 because i think it was at 15 and a half when you could like have a a permit right
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and so i yeah I, I was 15 i failed the first time the first written test and i was so embarrassed i never told anyone about it the only person that knew was my mother um i'll say at
1: least one guardian had to know
0: yeah but to all my like friends and like extended family and stuff i was like oh yeah yeah no pass that pass that no problem (laughs) you know because like like i was becoming more and more like involved with like cars and the aftermarket you know modifications of cars and like learning how they work you know just the the more deeper culture and i Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be last driving test like so yeah Some of the
1: questions are a little weird though like there's signs and things that like maybe you've never fucking seen before and they're like oh you're definitely going to see this sign all the time what's it mean and I'm like yeah what What yeah where did you teach me this so yeah
0: I feel like everything that was in the written test except for maybe one or two things did not really teach me anything about driving. Actually, driving taught oh, yeah. me about driving.
1: <laughs> like, Same.
0: Like... Same.
1: Oh, you know what? I actually, when I had to get my international license when I was in Germany for college, I had to take the test again. Um, oh. But I had to take their version in order to be able to drive in Europe and have a license.
0: And so was it tougher, easier? Oh, it was so hard. It was, really? I feel the first time.
1: Yeah. I feel the first time. Like, hard not like by a little bit hard
0: was it Um, more questions or was it just more difficult questions
1: way more questions I feel like the the test I took in Michigan was like one standard printer paper front and back
0: yeah that's what I I think it was in Missouri as well not 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 not, nothing nothing crazy you know yeah
1: and there's like pictures so the questions are kind of big you know it's not like a 100 questions it's like 20 or something like that (laughs) um the one in germany was multiple pages and yes it was very difficult especially Hmm. being able to read the signs that are in another language like you have to learn another language on top of learning the symbols and colors and things that you know they use for their signs
0: sure do they use like more wordage in their signs or is it like about the same
1: um i would have to look at some of them again the thing that was difficult about european signs is there will be like seven of them on one post
0: oh fuck so that
1: you'll be at like a t-shaped intersection and there'll be a ton of signs on one post and those signs will dictate if a car has priority if pedestrians have priority if a bike will have priority sometimes oh. it'll have all three of those things on there and they'll have different symbols over over them depending on you know whatever and interesting
0: yeah, Do they have a lot? Do they have like more like roundabouts and shit or like other like crazy sort of like roadways that we normally don't have in the US?
1: So the only the main thing that I would say is different is if someone says go straight and then take a left, that is so relative because all of the roads are just huge fucking squiggles. (laughs) Like, they just they're like oh there's a shrub there all right let's build the road around that shrub or it's okay. like mostly in america i feel like we're just like no cut that shrub down our road goes here
0: yeah we're like fucking oh there's a mountain in, or a hill in the way just fucking tnt that shit you know like- yeah
1: like all the roads here are very straight if anything there's like big curves in them you know
0: interesting but
1: yeah it's very squiggly roads so, so when someone was like yeah go straight and take a left i was like all right yeah so i just kept going i'm like there's There's no turns, but I'm turning a lot. I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It's real weird.
0: Maybe they weren't uh, keeping wartime in mind like we do in the U.S. You know, like how our interstates have X amount of miles that have to be straight and uh, flat in order for planes to land in emergency situations. You ever heard about that? No. Well, that's, that's why. There's like a certain quota that they have to meet when they're building like you know these big crazy highways that uh certain amounts have to be straight and flat for a plan a plane to land so fun fact for everyone yeah
1: i would say <laughs> that the autobahn is probably like that like their highway system yes yeah, yeah definitely especially since like uh, there are like unrestricted speed zones and stuff. Like you really do want it to be like a straightaway or huge curves.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I can I can see a plane landing on the autobahn for sure. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Lots of space.
0: <laughs> That's interesting though. That's uh, no, I'm 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 glad I'm not the I'm not alone in failing a driving test or the written portion anyway. I I've, I I've fail or uh, I passed my practical like with a B plus like an a minus or something so like i was like all right i redeemed myself a little bit but i still never told anyone
1: (laughs) i'm shocked that i passed my driving test like the actual on the road test yes oh god i'm such a terrible (laughs) driver (laughs) (laughs) um i feel like the only reason i pass is because half of that test is parking you know
0: sure can you like
1: yeah just do a regular park and then pull out and do a perfect parallel all in one fell swoop and i'm like (laughs) yeah
0: i mean i don't know how they do it in michigan but i remember failing my parallel parking and i still got a really good score so i must have done really really well up until that point you know um Mm. but now i can parallel park fine uh can you
1: it's a little trickier in my truck but yeah
0: yeah i it definitely helps when you have a smaller car i remember when i had my chevy cobalt that was like a little like when the I remember the first time I drove it, I was like, "This is driving like an oversized go kart." That that's what mm-hmm. it felt like to me. Um, yeah. But I remember like par- parallel parking that when I drove it to Chicago, it was no problem. You know, but I can understand like a truck. It's a little, it's a little more difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes you don't even know where like your front bumper is. Like you're basically guessing. Right, right. <laughs> you're just
0: crossing your fingers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I took my driver's test, though, in my aunt's Aveo, so it was really tiny. Okay. Um, So it's like along the lines of like a Cobalt, so that was yeah. fairly easy to parallel park.
0: So you did pass that portion. Of, mm-hmm. of the I'm just thing. bad okay. at driving
1: on the road. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Adrian good in parking lot on the road bad.
1: <laughs> very fair. That's a very fair statement. Yeah, I was driving through where I lived at the time it was Mount Clemens and there's always construction somewhere. Um, and they had like one of those resurfacing things going on to where like all the manholes are raised above the road, but the road's still open. Mm. So my driver's test went through there. So I was oh, like, well, I don't no. want to go out of the lines. So I was hitting these manholes. And oh, I'm surprised I didn't like crack a rim or something. Like they were high above. So then like my aunt made like a grunt noise kind of like in the back seat. And I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't run these over in her car. So then I started avoiding the manholes and then four kids ran out into the road and then I had to avoid them. And I'm just like, I went across three lanes real fast.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So you're just sweating bullets at that point.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, did I fail? Did I fail? Did I fail? I didn't hit anybody. Did I fail? So yeah, it was great.
0: (laughs) I do feel like you have to do something pretty drastic to, well, or that, or like just fail every like little simple thing, you know? Because I mean, it's not
1: or break a rule, like turn left on red or something, yeah,
0: something, yeah, something major, you know that would because, like I said, I yeah. mean, I failed the parallel parking, but still got a pretty pretty decent score, so,
1: yeah, I feel like it's a good skill to have, but it's not like a standard of driving,
0: yeah, well, also, like i always I always tell people that are younger than me, you know that are getting to to be about that age, you know, fifteen. That you, you need to, like, get a driver's license because it's, like, the greatest freedom ever. But I have friends that did not get their licenses until way later, Um, whether that be because, well, I mean, the, the first person that comes to, my, to mind is my friend Meredith. And she's lived in Chicago for, like, eight years now. Um, Okay. But, I mean, when you live in such a uh, a thriving metropolis that has really good public transportation um why do you need a car really I mean I
1: would love to not have a car
0: so would I so would I so <laughs> it'd be
1: great nothing to upkeep or constantly put money into like fuel or yeah. whatever yeah that'd be
0: great I mean you're like slowly saving the environment as well like that's another crazy thing about COVID right is like the whole not, there's not as many cars on the road so like there's just significantly less pollution going on um, yeah, so like working from home can be like a key factor in you know curbing global warming, so like that's you know, um, that's cool, <laughs> you know,
1: that would be cool if we didn't just have to commute to like an office building to do the same thing that we would be doing,
0: yeah, and I mean, that's what a lot of companies are realizing, so um, but not to get too off track with that, but like, uh, yeah, I. I for the longest time could like not imagine why anyone would not have their license. But then when I thought about, you know, and I, and, and visiting her too, like, I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whenever I hung out with her, she'd be like, okay, like she'd get on her, she'd get on her app and it would be like, all right. So if we go to like this bus station at this time, we can ride it that way, which will connect us to the L, the L will bring us here that we can hop on another bus. That'll be here at this time. And I'm like, how how are you doing this? But then I realized, like, she was forced to be that efficient with the public transportation, right? Like,
1: Yeah, I feel like if I were to just, like, be thrown into Chicago, like, right here, right now, I wouldn't know how the fuck to get anywhere.
0: I know how to go on the L, you know, like, that's... That's the
1: subway, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's about it, you know, like, I can go on my Google Maps, you know, and it says, go to this L station and i go okay (laughs) i can go there you know and it's like go this way and i'm like okay i can go there but like other than that i'm completely you know
1: (laughs) yeah if it's on like the main route like if i can look at a map and it's like oh i'm going there but yeah if it's like you have to take multiple modes to like get way across town that's where you lose me
0: yeah because we went to uh we went to this crazy place called the damon silos to go urban exploring there and it was like We were in Northeast Chicago. We went like Mm. all the way to like Southwest Chicago. I don't, I don't remember. It was quite significant, though. Like we had rode multiple buses and the L to get there, if I recall correctly, and we still had to do a fair amount of walking. So like it was, it was a journey. Yeah, it was a journey (laughs) for sure. But I mean, she wasn't phased by it at all. You know, she was just like, yeah, this is this is how i do it you know and i was like i was did res- you feel
1: like you had to like k- keep up
0: yes absolutely absolutely cuz like i would well as, also because like i don't you know this is like my second or third time being to chicago so i'm just like looking around and like taking in all the sights and stuff so um and i know like my other friend lance who also lived there for a very significant amount of time um he brought a car i think at one point in time I think the first time that he lived there, he's lived there twice, but the first time that Mm -hmm. he was there, I believe he had a car and he very rarely used it, but it was nice to have it if he like wanted to drive back to St. Louis for a weekend or whatever, you know, or like an emergency, you know, where you have to, you know, you can't rely on public transportation. I guess maybe that's the thing that would like kind of eat at me a little bit maybe is the fact that like, if I did have an emergency, like. If my wife was pregnant or something, you know, like mm-hmm. I would want to have a car, you know, to be able to take her to the emergency room instead I feel of like
1: just that, like free will, you know, like yes. instead of relying on the schedule or like, oh, shit, it's past nine buses, stop running, you know, something like that.
0: Yeah, well, if I'm not mistaken, the L runs 24 hours. So, okay. I mean, at least you have that. You know, the buses do stop at a certain time, but I think it is still late, depending on the bus, too. But uh but yeah, no, it it is that it's a it's a freedom that I think everyone should experience. Um, but I understand why some people don't need to Mm -hmm. experience it. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I look at that and then I look at like van dwellers, which we've briefly talked about on the podcast as well, but Mm -hmm. um the freedom of just having a car and like living in a car and then like the complete opposite of like living in a sprawling metropolis and not needing it is just they're so different but I I understand and appreciate both of them very much so
1: <laughs> Oh definitely. I would honestly be really cool if I never had to drive a car again though.
0: Like ever. Just lived in a yeah. lived in a big enough city to where like you could rely on pu- public transportation for the rest of the uh, rest of time, huh?
1: something like that. I don't know, but the thing is I also don't want to live in like a huge city cuz that just sounds like cramped, small, expensive, dirty. That's like what a metropolis like sounds like to me.
0: Right. Right. And then,
1: yeah, I'd rather I'd rather, I don't know, bite the bullet and drive a car and live a little bit more rural.
0: Yeah, that's the that's sort of the thing about St. Louis. That's kind of cool in a way. Um like our public transportation is definitely lacking, but mm we're not an overcrowded city so like if you want to go from one end of the city even if it includes the county if you want to like go to one end of the county all the way to the other end of the city by car it's not going to take you that long whereas like mm-hmm. if you have a car in chicago um i don't know if you've ever driven in rush hour traffic in chicago but it's like shoot me now uh it's is it just like it's gridlocked nobody's moving m- it's miserable and it I shouldn't even say rush hour, because honestly, at any time of the day, it's chaotic. In my opinion, you know, coming from a city like St. Louis, where we don't really get traffic that bad. It's chaotic. I remember leaving on a Sunday morning. It felt like rush hour here on a Friday. Their Sunday morning traffic was that bad. So, I mean, you can only imagine that amplified on a friday afternoon when everyone's, you know, gridlocked like yikes. I'm good. I I would rather jump on the subway or a bus or I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: I wish it was more popular out here because there's quite a few people I know that haven't taken job opportunities in like downtown Atlanta because the commute is so bad. Sure. So bad. Like if there's an accident, add at least an hour and a half to whatever your previous ETA was. But the thing is, the freeways are six lanes wide. Like they're huge. And still anywhere from like 5 a.m. till about 11 is complete standstill. Like it'll take you an hour, two hours to get into this around, you know, 4 p.m. to like 8 o'clock. Same thing.
0: Yeah, that sounds like every major city, you know, like they build like these great big highways and then they wonder why it's make better public transportation people like and make it cheap, you know, and
1: yeah, and that and it's kind of like a funnel, you know, like you have these six lane freeways, but then when you get into the city, it's like one lane each way and the stoplight lasts 30 seconds, like, of course, no. Nobody can get it. And I
0: think that is, again, kind of to St. Louis is uh, like I tip my hat a little bit because the way that they have spread out from the city, I mean, it kind of does make it nice for the for the commute because like there's still, you know, big. Business not all, Mm -hmm. like they're not all congregated in the city. So like sometimes you'll have people driving from the city to the county and vice versa. And so it kind of helps the flow of things a bit, um, doesn't relieve it all the way, but yeah, I mean, if like everyone's trying to like cram into the middle of Atlanta, you know, and they're not spreading out like what, and you have poor public transportation. I mean, what do you expect? You know, I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it was just like a city that exploded and then, the infrastructure that's here can't keep up with it. Sure. And you can't really fix it because then you've got to be like, all right, well, let's just buy out all these homes so we can tear them down and put a
0: road there. Right, right. Yeah, because isn't like Atlanta like one of the biggest like bl- blooming populations in the past? I don't know, like yeah. five, ten years or whatever.
1: Um, Closer to 20 because ever since the Olympics were here and I think like the early 90s. 96. Yeah, this... <laughs> Uh, Atlanta just it just exploded because they put millions of dollars into the city to make it like hospitable enough to have the Olympics, and then that brought in jobs and you know.
0: Interesting. Kind well, of went from there, it's good to hear that because I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of places that do host the Olympics as sort of like a one-time thing, they like dump a bunch of money into a bunch of attractions and stuff, and then like those things just rot away. You know, they 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 don't get any other use. Aside from the Olympics and it's like it's kind of eerie like looking at those pictures of, of stuff like that because mm-hmm. I mean like so much time and money and, and all this just goes to waste after however long the Olympics last I don't know but you know let's just say
1: I've never seen the Olympics actually
0: like in real life
1: no like ever like I've oh. never watched an Olympic event
0: before <laughs> oh okay <laughs> put that on the the to watch on tv bucket list for you (laughs) i want to say it lasts like a month right i know it's a
1: while because i thought Um, it was like a day and then i heard people were like still talking about it and i'm like wow this must be a while
0: i think it's at least a month i could be way off base with this but you know instead there's
1: of, a ton of events isn't there?
0: Oh yeah, especially with the summer olympics. The winter olympics are a little more limited, but uh the summer olympics for sure. We could totally look it up, but we're not going to. We're just going to let you guys laugh at us <laughs> <laughs> if you know how long the olympics actually last. Well, and I'm sure there's a lot of a, a lot of post and and, you know, a lot of build up as well. So I mean, there's both sides of the, you know, of the event have stuff going on as well. I'm sure um, because they have to set up everything logistically and all that stuff. But yeah, Ooh. no, that's
1: speaking of events um, and cars. Would you ever be like a NASCAR driver or be like a stunt driver or anything? I think those jobs are like super cool.
0: I could never be a NASCAR driver. <laughs> um, Sort of the running joke, like in my car circle, of friends uh is like nascar is like kind of a joke like they just take left turns um you know if you wanted to watch a nascar uh event just flush a ping pong ball down a toilet it's the same thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, i mean i've never done it but fair
0: well here's the thing though i do have a lot of respect for nascar drivers because of the time that it takes to commit to that many laps um that's
1: insane it's like hundreds
0: yeah so they're the endurance of a nascar driver i completely respect their driving skill versus say like a formula one driver or maybe mm-hmm. a stunt driver may be a little bit lacking uh i feel like it's a lot more
1: subtle like it's like pit maneuvers and like scooting around people you know it's yeah. not zipping and zooming around s curves
0: right correct correct so i mean you know laugh at nascar all you want those guys do they they put in work they put in work so i i still I feel ha- like
1: it would be exhausting to drive it you know like 100 plus miles an hour for like six hours
0: that's what i'm saying yeah it's it, yeah what if what if you have to like what if you want to drink what if you have to pee like what what if you have I to poop sneeze. yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> there's all these little factors you know i mean like i'd be like can i play call of duty while i'm in a couple laps or (laughs) have you ever seen the movie ford versus ferrari no but i want to it's on the list
1: so good i watched it like maybe two weeks ago it's like almost exactly like this like it talks about like the endurance of drivers but this the main character of that story i think you're really gonna like he's very tenacious
0: okay Okay. Yeah. No. It's definitely been on the list. Um, just uh, you know, obviously car history in general, I find um very interesting. Uh, like, I'm sure you've had your fair uh dose of car history being from Michigan, right? Like, I mean,
1: oh so yeah, you, you guys like, like feel the uh,
0: yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, do you have any like relatives or anything that were like affected by the ripples of like the downfall of Detroit or anything?
1: Um. I want to say that like 2008's like collapse hit harder than Detroit's collapse, but it's really hard to say because Detroit's had a lot of struggles like it did have mm. like the big automotive boom and then the downfall and then Detroit had to claim bankruptcy and then there was like the economic collapse or like the housing market crisis in 2008. And yeah, yeah. detroit has been hit pretty fucking hard a couple of times. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, people I know have definitely been affected in one way or another.
0: Hmm yeah it's it's a very tough city. The one time I went to Detroit, I could just like feel the grittiness you know oh yeah city.
1: a lot of people that um that are from out of town just think that people from Detroit are like stern and they're kind of assholes, but really, like everybody's just on the grind, like everybody just works hard as shit all day long,
0: yeah, it's just a very, very blue collar town of just like hard yeah. hard nosed people that just want to like get by. You know, that's kind of how I view it anyway. Um, but speaking of urban exploration, I do, I've always wanted to go to Detroit because
1: of there's so much of it. Yeah, there's just
0: so many really neat looking abandoned buildings up there that, uh, it would be cool to like kind of walk the history of some old automobile factories, you know, just not only from a, an urban exploration standpoint, but just being a car guy, you know, um, <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, old factory in Michigan. It used to be for gloves, actually. And there's a huge, like, painted glove on the side of it that's, like, pretty well faded. But they... I forgot what the guy's name is who bought it, but he turned it into a, a huge, multi-story, multi, like, acre-wide bookstore.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. That's yeah. what's up.
1: <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It'll be like, all right, yeah, half of, like, the upper floor is fiction or whatever you know like it's it's huge
0: is it like used and new books i'm assuming
1: mostly used but yeah definitely yeah a lot of them are like donations and such
0: yeah it'd be pretty hard to fill that much space with new books even though there's a ton of books out there i don't know i mean
1: i mean you could but it would be less like cost effective since there's already so many Already printed books that need good homes for like two bucks versus twenty five.
0: Right. I'm trying to think of like how many Barnes and Nobles you could fit in a building like that.
1: Oh, so many. So many. Right. So many. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's cool, yeah. bro. That's just cool. Picture
1: like the biggest warehouse you've ever seen. You know, that would be bookstore.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. So, when you think of an iconic, uh, pop culture car, what what's the first thing that comes to your mind?
1: So according to like mass pop culture, I think the DeLorean is the one that comes to the mind first.
0: I think everyone thinks that, right? Yeah. Or, or the General I think, Lee.
1: I think the close second for me would be like the Batmobile, but then you have Ooh, to argue which one.
0: Yeah. Um, Ooh, I like when you said Batmobile. Also, the um the Ecto one, the the car from Ghostbusters, also popped into mm-hmm. my mind. Uh, I remember, like the Main Strip the main road near my old house in north county st louis there was a gas station or slash well yeah it was like a gas station slash repair shop but they had a replica of the ghostbuster car and i just remember like being so little and driving by that all the time and just like jaw dropped like that's so cool i would totally (laughs) i would totally 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 daily drive one if i had one
1: Oh, I I've would. always wanted to drive the Oscar Myers weenie mobile.
0: Really? That thing's giant. That?
1: Yeah. It's... But like, wouldn't it be cool to like do a donut in like a giant weenie?
0: I don't know if that thing. You think that thing could do a donut? I don't know.
1: I'd... Maybe not a full donut, but even if you can just like, I don't know, get like the ass of it to swing around <laughs> like halfway. I think that'd be so fun. If you,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah that thing i don't know we would have to like get it and put like some sort of like crazy power plant into it so it would have enough power to like get it to that, that that's that true it's that probably got like a lawnmower
1: motor in it
0: oh yeah i'm sure that there's something <laughs> real low-key like it's got like a a 94 camry motor in it that's that's probably what's in there you know <laughs> it doesn't go past like second gear right right yeah it's geared to where like it tops out at, like, maybe, like, 40 miles an hour. Not even.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> have you ever, still, though,
1: I think it'd be awesome.
0: Have you ever seen that thing driving down the road? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have, too, like, on, a, on like, a random road trip. Could be talking out of my butt on that one. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's ha- like, I've definitely seen it on the freeway. I don't just see it, you know, like, trying to find a parking spot.
0: Right, right. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, on a road trip, you know, you're like, is that, that no way? That's definitely it, you know. Like as you're passing it, you know, uh,
1: that must be fun as the driver to have everybody be like, "Is that a fucking hot dog?"
0: You know. <laughs> yeah. No shit though. I hope it has like a like a semi truck horn on it. You know, so like kids can go by. That and would be great. A little, you know. <laughs>
1: it would be sad if it was just like a little like toot,
0: toot, You know. It Probably is that. If I had to, <laughs> if I had to guess, it probably is that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Well, you so you had sad. also mentioned in a previous episode that at at least at one point in your life you wanted to drive a hearse, right?
1: Yeah, I wanted that to be my first car.
0: Oh, that's right. That's yeah, your first, but it wasn't right. You, nope. you didn't get your wish. No. Nope. <laughs> poor, poor gal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got a uh, like mobster mobile instead. I had an Oldsmobile Cutlass.
0: That's right. That's right. And it got broken into or stolen or something like that, right?
1: I mean, I had a different car that was broken into. That one just had like a ton of shit wrong with it. Like it didn't have power steering, no AC, like all kinds of oh, car so problems. It,
0: it made you it made you tougher.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that was a really brutal first car.
0: I remember my Chevy Cobalt that I mentioned earlier, uh it did not have AC for 3 summers. And going on the 4th summer, I couldn't do it. I couldn't take it anymore. Because, like, you have to remember that I was still delivering, like, I mean, full time, you know, for three summers. But luckily, they were very mild at that time for St. Louis. So I did luck out there. But that four summer was brutal. And I was like, you know what? I'm just getting a new car. It's time. And I remember getting in that car for, like, my first drive, like, from the dealership. And Mm -hmm. I cranked that AC (laughs) as high as it would go. And I was like, yes, this is.
1: So you're like uncomfortably cold.
0: Yeah. But like (laughs) driving a car without AC for that long, like made me appreciate air conditioning that much, at least in a car, you know? So
1: that's fair. I almost never use the AC in my truck. I usually just like put down my driver's window and then like the back passenger window.
0: I wish I could do that. (laughs) Are you like
1: too accustomed to AC now?
0: No, I'm just, I run hot, you know, I, I gotta like, well, I think that is probably part of it. You know, it's a little bit like me getting older and like wanting to just enjoy ac (laughs) you're like i'm in
1: homeostasis i want to stay in this don't ever change my environment
0: just leave me be let me be old
1: (laughs) i mean people are kind of like that though because they'll be at their house which is air conditioned go to work which is usually air conditioned and then in between be in their car which is air conditioned
0: yeah and unless you do like outdoor activities regularly you know in the summer like you know i mean you're probably or maybe or if you live in the south you know i mean well yeah that's the thing like how are you doing that living in this i mean are the summers brutal there down there i mean they have to be right
1: uh the summers are brutal yes um the hottest month is august so we're not quite there yet okay um but we're like well above 90 like the hottest i've seen it so far is 98 okay Um, but I mean, when I lived in the South a couple of years ago, like 103 wasn't unusual.
0: Yeah. I don't know how they do it in Arizona. Like,
1: oh, they have dry heat. They're probably a little hotter then.
0: Well, yeah, I remember they had that like major heat wave. Like, what was it? Two years ago. I think it was or like three years ago. Where My it was just
1: started to cook off cars. Where it was
0: just like on. Un- believably hot for an extended period of time. It wasn't just like a yeah. couple days here and there. It was like yeah, we're not stopping. <laughs> um yeah. Give, that's brutal. How do you how do you survive without AC and that, you know? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Even here like I don't know how it is in Arizona or like in places that don't have the humidity. Um but here if you have a uh, a house that has more than one level, you have an air conditioner per level like so if you have a two-story house you have two air-conditioned units
0: oh sure yeah i've uh i've seen like i i like to call them like that's how you know you have money is when you see like a nicer house in st louis with two air conditioning units outside so they'll Mm -hmm. have like you know because like i've grown up and i have a house with one like i i don't i don't know how you would need more but i guess when you have you know so much square footage right like you have to mm-hmm. have more than one outside unit to like circulate enough air for that square amount of square footage so i'm like that's how you know you've made it when you have a house that has <laughs> more than one ac unit
1: <laughs> the house that we just got has two acs um but the reason that most of the houses in the south have multiple air conditioners is to keep the humidity out right humidity will ruin everything so quickly it'll take the paint off your walls it'll make your wooden furniture sag it'll ruin your food like it just it sucks to have it in your house
0: isn't that like a really big problem in florida especially
1: oh i bet i can't imagine it wouldn't be
0: yeah because i mean you have like all that moisture and humidity you know because the Mm -hmm. state is like very narrow
1: in the water in the water
0: you know it's a fucking peninsula you know Mm -hmm. so i mean you're just kind of surrounded.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like today I had um, like pops cereal. Do you know what that is? Oh yeah. Um, and I cut the corner off the bag and I like did that classic, like roll and shove it back in the box. Yeah. But here you have to use like um like clothes pins or like chip clips or something to keep it sealed.
0: Oh, and I
1: didn't do that because I was being lazy and I went to open it to get more cereal like the next day. And all of the cereal was just stuck together into a brick because the humidity got to it. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, whole box of cereal ruined because I was lazy.
0: <laughs> and Adrian was like, "Damn it, I really wanted that cereal."
1: <laughs> Start chiseling away at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like going back to to uh, the topic to sear us back a little bit. Um, that's why people typically don't like Southern cars. Um. Mm-hmm because of like the salt and the humidity and stuff like that or well i'm northern cars as well well i guess it depends like if if it's like uh if it's like a coastal car it it makes more of a difference than it was like if it was a arizona car where it's like more of a dry heat because the dry heat yeah you know is like more preserving but if like you're by the coast i guess like in some way that that also helps deteriorate the metal i don't know have you heard of that
1: So I've heard that like buying some cars from the South, depending on the year is a little sketchy because like, did it get flooded or not?
0: Okay. Um,
1: So like, even if they replace the mechanical components, like maybe all like the upholstery on the inside is like, you know, old and gross or whatever. Um, So I've heard that, but there is like, depending on where you live, if you live like, like the coast of Alabama, you know, like you're by the sand and it's really windy so like the sand will take the paint off of your car after a while, and it'll get stuck down in your windows. So when you open them, it makes that horrible screeching noise.
0: <laughs> sure,
1: because that used to happen to me.
0: Maybe maybe I'm confusing that with, I mean obviously like cars that are from the north where it is where it snows a lot. You know you get like the yeah road, the, the rust roads, that you get on the your roads. cars. But like I yeah. could have swore that there's like uh, there's also an issue with cars from coastal coastal towns, coastal areas in the south. I don't know.
1: Barnacles? I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some car guy yelling at me right now.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's probably from the coast.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I, the one car that I bought from Michigan was not terrible, but it definitely could have been in a better condition for sure. Definitely could have been in better condition.
1: I mean, I never purchased a car in Michigan for more than a thousand dollars, so all of my cars were fucking terrible.
0: But did you did it make you appreciate like other like the same way that I didn't go with with you know I went without AC for three summers? Did that make you appreciate like more quality cars later on?
1: Yes. When certain things were no longer an issue, like with my first car not having power steering, when the next car had power steering, I was like, driving has never been easier.
0: <laughs> You're but, driving with your pinky, you know, oh my you've God. got like, you've got a fucking coffee in the other hands.
1: <laughs> Dude, parking in that car was a fucking nightmare. Nightmare. <laughs> and if you had to take like a left hand turn, but like going left was like a little uphill. And you had to stop before you took that left, you are cranking that wheel with everything you've got because momentum is no longer on your side. Yep. So yeah, it was brutal. So when the next car had power steering, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful.
0: Well, like I know, you know, people that have had parents that purposely buy their kids, you know, like a little beater. Because, you know, A, they maybe think that, you know, okay, they're gonna wreck this thing. So if they're going to wreck it, I mean, mm-hmm. at least it's only like a thousand dollar car or whatever. And B, it does really help you appreciate nicer cars later on in life, you know, whenever, you know, maybe your parents do get more money or you end up, you know, whatever, however it may be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, that it definitely does. It it definitely, it definitely helps that.
1: <laughs> yeah. My family always seems to go along the route of like, you pay for half kind of thing sure so it's like all right yeah if you save up you know five hundred dollars we'll do the same you get a thousand dollar car you save up more you know you'll get a better car um i was really terrible at saving money so i had like a six hundred dollar car as my first car so (laughs) yeah i kind of picked my own shitty apple on that one
0: i mean that's fair i i think i made more sacrifices for my first car my first car was nineteen hundred dollars we had to drive to Kansas City to get it but i mean that's not that's not a bad drive from st louis so it wasn't like crazy far or anything but i mean i sold my prized possession paintball gun to help pay for that car like i oh man i gave up one of my like main hobbies at the time because i wanted i wanted that car that bad and so it was i mean it was like a one or the other thing it was like sell this like this $350 paintball gun, you know, or, or try to, you know, do, but I don't know. So regardless, you know, the car that I bought, my first car was, I don't want to say it was super nice or anything, but it was cool for me because I was looking to like, get into modifying cars. So that was like, it was
1: a good starter. It was a
0: good starter for that. Unfortunately, it did not teach me any lessons getting that car because I ended up wrecking it on, like, a windy back road trying to be cool with my friends. Um, So I, like, I spun out into an embankment because I took a a turn too hard. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, that car was not meant to handle that way at all. (laughs) Um,
1: You're like, let's see if it can.
0: Yeah, yeah. 16-year-old me (laughs) is like, oh, yeah, no, this is fine. This is totally fine.
1: Also, it wasn't too long after you got your license?
0: Oh, yeah, no, it was – I think I had that car maybe – just under a year yeah just under a year i think and uh yeah so i mean yeah just being young and stupid with my friends and i mean luckily nobody got hurt you know or anything like that but i completely like the rear suspension like the struts on the back if you guys can like picture like that at a 45 degree angle um (laughs) (laughs) nice when they're supposed to be at a 90 degree angle um yeah so it was it was pretty bad it was pretty bad so that didn't that didn't help me learn well that experience helped me learn lessons having that car i i should have treated that car better you know i really didn't
1: appreciate it you didn't know how how nice it was i
0: didn't i really did not and uh you know, so also, guys, I apologize about tank chewing his bone in the background.
1: <laughs> it's a good hobby to have. Um, yeah, after that first car, I did upgrade a little bit. Uh, when I came back to the States, I had a Chrysler Sebring. Ooh. And it was in like pretty good condition. It had sat for a long time um, because it was like somebody's second car and it just like hung out.
0: Tell me it was but- a convertible. It wasn't. Damn it. It
1: wasn't. <laughs> I bought that one for like 700 bucks. And in the end like what made it break was it was just leaking coolant. Um, Forgot what it is. It was like behind the timing belt. Some some kind of something fucking broke. Some kind of pump or whatever.
0: Thermostat and maybe?
1: Something like that. Yeah. And they're like yeah the, the cost of fixing this is not fucking worth it for this car. So you want to like scrap it and I'm like oh shit all right so that one didn't last too long I basically had it for like a month in Alabama drove it from Alabama to Michigan and then it broke down damn yeah I mean it was cheaper than a plane ticket so it got me there and all my shit That's a good so, point yeah
0: that's definitely the glass half full approach <laughs> to that situation I still would have been pissed you know Oh
1: I was, I was scared when it happened cuz I didn't know what it meant um I was on the freeway coming back from work And I just get this, uh, like, loud alarm on my dash. And then it says that my, like, engine block is almost at, like, red. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And then, um, like, this uh, sound or whatever went off. So I just, like, pulled over and stopped. And I called my friend. And I'm like, hey, what does it mean when, like, the temperature is, like, almost at red? He's like, you're going to crack your fucking engine. Are you insane? (laughs) And I'm like, you can do that? (laughs) those break.
0: those things
1: <laughs> yeah so i had to drive that car in like less than two minute intervals until Ooh. i got to like where i was supposed to be going but i only made it to like the gas station and then i had to buy more uh coolant or whatever and yeah. dump it in there
0: yeah well you you definitely <laughs> blew a head gasket that's what it sounds like happened Yeah. Um, Yeah, my my sister did the same thing to a car one time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, did it go super well like mine?
0: No, no, it was not. uh, It was not. It was not good. It was not good. But she. Well, I think she didn't realize what had happened initially, so I think she called she called somebody. I don't I don't know if it, it was me at the time. I don't know. But either way, they were like immediately pull over and shut off the car so if you guys ever do see your car overheating pull over immediately don't start it again or at least let it cool off until you if you do start it again because yeah then you'll blow a head gasket and then you'll you'll end up like Like if
1: you start it too soon you will
0: um no it's if you keep the engine running while you have a blown head gasket you know so she
1: pulled over but didn't turn it off right gotcha
0: right yeah so or, or at least she didn't wait long enough you know mm-hmm. for it to cool down for her to start because she pulled over like i guess waited and was like fuck this and then turned it back on and drove it home and then it was like well you for sure have a blown head gasket like it's
1: i had to wait like 20 minutes to get my like car to cool down because it would just get nuclear so hot oh i'm sure so fast i'm sure
0: yeah. but so yeah she's
1: like 15 minutes you're just like oh man it's still fucking boiling
0: yeah <laughs> yep yep, <laughs> yep pretty much But, you know, you live and you learn and, uh, you know, now, you know.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, I remember I don't know exactly what was wrong with this dude's car, but I remember coming back from work with my coworker and under his hood started like steaming or smoking. So he pulls over, shuts off the car and then takes this black cap off the engine and it just shoots out this like steam and like hisses and it just goes all over him.
0: And oh, it's, like, oh, no.
1: it's like he had to like rip his shirt off and run around the parking lot because he was just like scalded. It, and I'm like, I don't know what you did, man, but I'm pretty sure you're on the cap. It says, don't fucking do that.
0: I'm every yes, but every car <laughs> guy knows what a hot coolant feels like now. I've never experienced it at that magnitude. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, there has been times, you know, where I've, like, opened the cap after, like, a certain amount of minutes, and I should have waited longer,
1: you yeah, know, like where his it'll, his, it'll like, kind his. of, like,
0: hiss for a second, like, maybe, like, squirt your arm. But that guy mm-hmm. sounds like he just got it full blast, and I'm surprised yeah, that he did. he did not honestly get, like, third-degree burns from that, so kudos to him. <laughs> um
1: he was pretty scalded on like his like forearms, like what was closer. Yeah. Um. Everything else was fairly minor, but I mean, it just went fucking everywhere and he was a big dude. So he was just like a wall that absorbed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but you're absolutely right. It says on every radiator cap, do not open while hot, you know, caution. Um,
1: Yeah. It's all it there was, for a reason. <laughs> it was steaming out of there. I think, which is why he took it off and he's like, Oh, just let the fucking steam out. <laughs> That's,
0: See, we're learning lessons tonight, guys, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Don't do what that guy did, please. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big black cap on, like, the center of your engine. Don't fucking touch it (laughs) if your engine even seems warm.
0: Yes. Oh, man, that poor guy. That poor guy. Well, I mean, I hope that he ended up, you know, getting out of there okay (laughs) anyway.
1: Yeah, he was good. Um something random that I learned about cars cuz like so you do a lot of like self car repairs is there anything that you don't like fix on your own car or do you pretty much know how to do it all
0: um let's see so on my Cobalt I had and it was apparently a common thing which I didn't know um certain years of Chevy Cobalts they tend to get rusty fuel lines and oh. I had never done a fuel line before and i don't i didn't really work on like aside from my project car what that is um i've had four of i've had four of those project cars like the same type of car so like i know how to work on those things Mm -hmm. um with the cobalt like i had never done anything except for like brakes uh you know oil changes uh i did the thermostat one time which was pretty fun on that uh, Cause it's like on the back of the, up, of the block, but near the firewall. So it's like a real pain in the butt to get to. Aside from that, I had never done anything. So like, I was like, oh shit. Cause like my car was literally leaking gas as I was, as I was like filling up, I was like, oh shit. Like this Fucking is
1: dangerous. And it was
0: like the middle of winter on top of that. And I didn't have a, a garage space to work on it. So, oh God, $900 later, nine motherfucking hundred dollars later that shit was fixed. And that was definitely one of those, like, man, I've saved a lot of money working on cars by myself, but like that probably made up for all the times that I did work on cars by Mm -hmm. myself. So yeah, no, but like, for example, on my project car, I did a fuel line on that. You know, I I upgraded it to like a, a nice like braided line and you car guys will understand if you're listening. But, yeah, so I did that on, on on the Talon super, super easy. You know, I knew what I was doing. But, like, on the Cobalt, I was like, I don't want to fuck with this. Like, <laughs> so to the shop it went and my checkbook came out. <laughs> so
1: um, there was one repair I had on one car where I ended up getting rid of it because I didn't want to fix it.
0: Aside from um, the the other one.
1: Yeah, so it's a different car. This was a Chevy Aveo, and we got this car super cheap. My aunt helped me get it because it was right after my Sebring uh, died on the side of the road. Yeah, <laughs> um, She helped me get it. It was like a used car. Somebody had traded in at a dealership. It was like just under 2K, but it had been in three front end collisions. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so it was a little chewed up. Um and me being me and not knowing how to purchase cars from dealerships, I was like, yeah, f- full price, f- it, I'll take it. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, I won't haggle even a tiny bit. That's yeah, tax is sick. Like, That's yeah.
0: great. <laughs>
1: um, but like almost a year down the line, the serpentine belt on it was like shredding. Like oh, it was no. bad. Um, and on that car, it's behind the passenger tire wheel well sure um and you can't get to it from the top like i have tiny little like toddler hands and you can't fucking reach it it's impossible yeah um unless you were like lifted or lowered the engine somehow right um but some i don't crack ass job of fixing the front end of this car I took off the wheel well and I was looking at this like video of how to do exactly this repair and they took off the the tire and they took off the rotor and there was just this um like thick plastic that was bolted into the wheel well. Yeah. And they just like popped the plastic tabs or whatever and took it down. Yeah. Mine was metal and it was welded shut. So in order to fix this front end BS repair somehow they had welded shut the wheel well.
0: Oh my God.
1: To make it look like it was a normal fixed car or something, I don't know why.
0: Oh but my God.
1: I couldn't fucking get to the serpentine belt, and I'm like, "Fuck this car!" <laughs> <laughs> so I called somebody with a tow truck, and like, you know, they can lift out the engine and fix it. But I bought a new belt. Like I was out in my fucking parking lot in my apartment building fixing it because i was like oh this will take less than an hour if anything you know it'll yeah. just be like a pain in the butt rambunctious Adrian, you
0: know out there yeah let's get this you done just
1: <laughs> take off the wheel tensioner wheel pop that bitch on there i got it no problem but when the wheel wells is fucking <laughs> welded shut you know like you, oh my god it made me so mad and i tried so hard to get to it from the top or from the bottom i was like but without like very specific long l-shaped tools yeah or a lift like i'm never gonna get this so i just fucking sold it i was so pissed
0: damn yeah
1: i'm still salty
0: (laughs) (laughs) so tell me please end this with like something more uh like upbeat like tell me you got a really nice car after that it sounded like you it sounded like you deserved something very nice I have the
1: truck I have now. and Honestly, it's the nicest car I've ever had.
0: Perfect. Okay. Because I was wondering where the truck was going to come into the equation. So, okay. So, you you got a vehicle that you actually like and it's got the amenities and everything's good. And And I know both
1: owners it's ever had.
0: Perfect. And you appreciate the fuck out of it, don't you?
1: (laughs) It's really it's really nice, especially since it's like a Chevy Avalanche. So like you have your bed, but you have those huge plastic interlocking panels that yeah. go over the bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice.
0: Yeah. I like them <laughs> for sure. I like
1: it a lot. has air conditioning, has radio that works. My previous car didn't have a radio. Everything on the center console was dead. Oh no. So you didn't have air, you didn't have radio, you had nothing. Um, So I was just driving in like this little hot box, completely silent
0: yeah i uh i missed having a cd player in my last car Mm -hmm. and uh of course like you know i was fully expecting to not have a cd player in my current car because with the way technology is going it's obviously going away from cds uh so i got in and i was like wait a minute what a cd player holy shit this is cool. I don't have any CDs, but this is fucking cool. It works. It's great. Uh, you know, cool. But like, I just obviously just Bluetooth connected and turned my AC up, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. put back my power seat, you know, to recline a little bit and off (laughs) I went, you know, into the sunset.
1: (laughs) Dude, I love that seats now have like a lumbar support, like electronic button. That's so nice.
0: So have you ever had one with a manual lumbar?
1: Oh it's like a knob, like a little crank wheel. Yeah. Yeah, but they kind of suck.
0: They kind of do. Yeah, but what's interesting is my my project car, they all come with that. They all have oh. the adjustable like I guess maybe because they were like more I'm not going to say they were race inspired, but they're more on the sportier side of things, so maybe that's okay. why they like incorporated them, but like I find the stock seats that come in these cars to be actually Pretty comfortable, like they're they're pretty good for like uh I I shouldn't say comfortable. Comfortable is the wrong word. I should say that they're they're built correctly for the car. Um, they're like they kind of hug you in like a way that like a sports seat would, you know. Versus like a little bucket seat, a little yeah yeah with like the little manual lumbar sports. So you got that and everything. But you know, I mean, I don't I personally don't mind anything like manual on my project car. Like I took out my AC on that car actually. I took out all the components. I was like, I don't need this shit. Like I only plan on driving this thing when it's like a beautiful spring or fall day, you know? So
1: (laughs) it makes sense. Most of the people I see in like those kinds of cars, like they have their windows down or tops off, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, or have you ever seen like the first iterations of AC in vehicles where it's the big duct that like it. So basically imagine like a, like a dryer, like a, like a heating duct, right? Mm-hmm. But like a little smaller of course. And it's like hanging out a window. It's like mounted to the to the roof of the car and it's like hanging out of the window basically with like a tube that goes into your window and like in between the uh in between the the entrance of the of the tube and like mm-hmm. well no, at the end I guess it would be like right inside of the interior of the car would be like a little air conditioning unit so it would take like the incoming air and like basically force it into like this little air conditioning thing and that's how you would get it like back in back in the day so
1: sounds like it will cool exactly half of one person
0: yes basically basically yeah a little
1: snorkel with some ice in it yeah
0: that's i yeah that's a way better way of just of describing that i did a very poor job but yeah it's like a snorkel I pictured
1: what you're talking about yeah
0: it was like a fucking like you know the snorkels you see on a jeep well just imagine that going into the cabin of the car and not into the motor right like that's the same concept
1: that's a really (laughs) shitty ac i'm glad we've evolved
0: exactly exactly so yeah Be happy about your AC people.
1: (laughs) Definitely. I use it on the spicy days.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to. You got to. Oh, man, we've already put in an hour. That was crazy. Like that. It zoomed by tonight. Killed it. We killed it.
1: (laughs) Well, if you guys have any car stories that you would like to share, feel free to tweet at us. We would love to hear it. Um, We do put out episodes every single Wednesday. You can find us on YouTube and Spotify. Consider supporting us on Patreon. It helps us out a lot, and we can continue to do what we love, which is tell you guys about random shit. Yes. Uh, So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.
0: All right, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.